Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. The time is 10 p.m. here in the sinful and godless city of Abuja. Today is the second day of June 2021. Nation, welcome to the third installment of your weekly dose of political incorrectness. Bear in mind, I have been diagnosed with a medical condition. My body lacks the genetic ability to give a fuck. Hey, does the government know that drugs have won the war on drugs? Anyways, with that said, the rant artist is back now. Let's talk some shit. Let us talk some shit. Nation, I know we fuck around a lot on this show. And we will fuck around on today's show. It won't be any different. But we have some serious business we have to get to first. Yes, let's get down to some serious business. First, I want to start this episode off with a question. Start off with a question. Nation, why do you think this show is called Outside Opinion? I mean, the opinion part is easy. You know what that means. But why outside? I mean, I had a choice of words. I decided to name this podcast. I could have named it Strong Opinions. I could have named it Harsh Opinions. Uncomfortable Opinions unsettling opinions colorful opinions awkward opinions and these are all words that describe my perspectives 99.9% of the time but I compromised and I chose outside I regret that compromise yeah I do I regret that I had to compromise on something I typically do not compromise on my opinion on what I should name my show. As much as I am open to dialogue and understanding a different perspective, there are just some things I will not compromise on. Now, let's discuss an outside opinion. Yeah, I hate to do this, but I have to start this show off with some, with some Christian bashing. We gotta bash some Christians, guys. I hate to start the show this way, but we have to bash some Christians. It will be just some minor Christian bash, nothing too serious. Now, I got a comment from a close friend and brother recently. Known this dude about eleven years now. Consider him family. As a matter, as a matter of fact, he is family. And he made an important he made an important point I want to share with you was reacting to my previous episode and this is what he said in his exact words this is what he said this is what i see most nigerians are religious but they are not spiritual they are not spiritual and the point he was making was this 
according to him our lives revolve around church involvement in church activity personal relationship with personal relationships with pastors financial contributions to church etc etc aka the performative but when they leave church they become their real selves now this friend and brother of mine was very particular about wickedness to neighbors when he mentioned their real selves nation i want to ask i want to ask you a question i want to ask you another question a lot of questions on this show today lots of questions it is time to be introspective riddle me this answer answer this question for me why do you think religious institutions are allowed to operate tax-free have you ever asked yourself that question have you ever tried to answer that question well if you haven't i'll help you out because the state recognizes the role they play in building and maintaining the moral fabric of society so in exchange for that value religious institutions are allowed to operate tax-free let me draw an, let me draw an analogy here the stick and the carrots the stick represents punishments penalties for breaking the law the carrots represents incentives to abide by the law and obey the law now while law enforcement operates with the stick the church is supposed the church is expected to operate with the carrots because the state recognizes society progresses only when we have concrete and compelling value systems the key phrase of the key word there is value system and that is the role of the church so when you guys have your 100 days of miracles 100 days of miracles 50 days of wonder 10 nights of vengeance seven months of thunder ask yourself is this assembly making me a better part of society because if we're being honest in light of recent evidence the math isn't quite adding up ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters nation let's look let's look over some facts 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 40 percent of nigerians live in poverty we are the poverty capital of the world we have a 30 percent unemployment rate insecurity is a topic we have come to know all too well recently crime and violence have been on the rise so the verdict is in the endless prayers aren't working there's nothing to show for the hundred days of miracles and the seven months of thunder nothing now this is where the foolish arrogance and the ignorance will typically sip in for my christian folks and they'll tell you christians are doing just fine just like the rest of us as if the rest of us were doing something wrong you know you don't know what you th- you don't know what you're talking about it's a common thing with pentecostals you know we are not them us versus them i call it pentecostal arrogance now first of all christians are not doing just fine that the idea that christians are doing fine is a lie second of all churches have historically made the claim that their goal 
is making an impact in the brother society. That's your favorite song to sing. That's your, that's your favorite gospel to preach. That the church is here to impact society. So, I am scoring you on the basis of your own desired performance indicator, your own standards. Now, be honest. What grade do you think you deserve? Tell me. I'm listening. I'd like to hear. Got another comment. Or this time a request from another friend to touch on something else, another topic. And his request was very specific. He asked me to make a comment on loyalty to country. And I laughed. It was funny. Because, coincidentally, I had been thinking about the same thing recently. And it was also funny to me because, as anyone who knows me very well will tell you, I always relish any opportunity to bash my country, Nigeria. I am an unapologetic country basher. I recently had a conversation with an Uber driver who made an interesting point about Americans tearing up when they sing their national anthem. And this is what I had to tell him in response. I told him those tears you see on the faces of Americans are a result of America's fulfillment of its obligations under something called a social contract with Americans. The tears, I also told him the tears were also the pride, also represented the pride Americans felt in fulfilling their own obligations under their social contract with America. The key word here here is social contract. Social contract. Take note of that. Now, you have the right to renegotiate the terms of your social contract with Nigeria. Do not mind fuck yourself with the lie of patriotism because you cannot be faithful to a country that has not been faithful to you. Let me say that again. Do not mind fuck yourself with the lie of patriotism because you cannot be faithful to a country that hasn't been faithful to you. Now let that marinate in your spirit. You pay your taxes. You do not commit crime. You obey the law. You vote. You have done your part. Now, let's ask some questions. Where are your good roads? Where's your power supply? Is your life secure? You can go on and on and on and on, but you get the point. And the point is, you have been grossly underserved and shortchanged in your social contract with Nigeria. So, you can either renegotiate or you can seek citizenship elsewhere. Now, let me, let me correct a, a very common misconception. The idea that's always been propagated, this falsehood that there's no other country we can call our own, couldn't be any more wrong. That's a fat piece of lie. That's a big piece of lie that needs to be done away with. Because there are 195 countries in the world today and you are free to call any of them your own. You have that choice. Now, what you might not have is options because opting out of Nigeria isn't always opting into another country automatically. And anyone who's ever escaped Nigeria will tell you it's not, it's not an easy process. Some countries sell passports. Not everyone can afford that. And even work visas and residency permits can be a bitch to get. It's a difficult process with unguaranteed outcomes. 
even for those who have the financial means to opt into that process. But then there are a lot more people who have opted out of their social contract with Nigeria than the numbers will suggest. Do not be fooled with immigration figures. They do not reflect the totality of Nigerians who are technically no longer Nigerians. Because a lot of people are only Nigerian by condition. Mentally, they have checked out. They're only here... They're only here because they have no resources to seek beneficial social contracts elsewhere. We hear it every day. You hear stuff like, ah, I don't cook or wash my hand, come out from anything, we consign me with Nigerians. Nothing consign me with this country again. There's, a, there's also a very common phrase I hear all the time. No be my papa get down. Admit it, you've heard it. You've heard some variation of those statements many times from many people. In fact... As a matter of fact, I will credit the high rate of political apathy and low voter turnout in elections to that mindset and that phenomenon. The guys who preach the patriotism gospel are number one, either in government, and that makes sense because government doesn't speak against itself for obvious reasons. Number two, they are what I call escapee hypocrites. You know those guys. The ones that know everything good with Nigeria, but they don't live here. You know them. Or, number three, they are the folks who have no escape options, but do not want to admit it. Because let's be honest, if you had a chance, you'd leave. So, shut the fuck up. Now, I'd like to think that answers your question on loyalty to country. The next time that question crosses your mind, remember two words, social contract. Let's move on. They describe him as ubiquitous in style, but the passion with which he fights corruption resonates beyond Nigeria. The czar of Nigeria's anti-corruption campaign, Ibrahim Magu, has added a new twist to corruption as it re-emphasizes that coronavirus is a product of corruption. I hope you got that. Because the, the corruption barriers was, uh, was a creation by a corrupt mind. Somebody actually created corruption viruses. I mean, uh, coronaviruses. Somebody deliberately sat down in the, in the lab and came up with the, with the creation of the coronavirus and with the, with the view to infect and destroy other people. So what else can, uh, who else uh, more corrupt than that? So it's, it's created by a corrupt mind. So I still insist that coronavirus is, is caused by corruption. But that was... Post that there. Post that there. That video is about a year old. Or sound bites, because this isn't a visual platform. A sound bite. That sound bite is about, is about a year old. Remember when it was released. The voice on that soundbite belongs to the former chairman of the EFCC, Ibrahim Agu. We obliterated that man. <laughs> we decimated that man. We hung him on a tree where he bled and died. He went through hell for having that opinion. Ah, uh, well, it turns out 
Ibrahim Mago wasn't crazy. Oh, no, he wasn't. Boy, was he onto something. Now to a story that we have been tracking since day one, the lab leak theory. Did the Wuhan virus come from a laboratory? And there's new evidence for the world to consider now, and this cannot be dismissed as a mere rumor. It comes from the files of the U.S. intelligence community. An American newspaper has published the findings, and this is what it says. In November 2019, three researchers in China fell sick. All three of them worked at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the same Wuhan laboratory that is at the center of this controversy. Now, all of these three researchers from this lab had to be admitted to hospital. And this is around the same time when the outbreak is said to have begun. Like I said, these are the findings of the U.S. intelligence. It is part of a report that has not been shared by the U.S. government with the public. But this is not the first time that we've heard of something like this. Remember, during the Trump administration last year, the U.S. State Department had issued a fact sheet. It claimed that several Chinese researchers in the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell sick in the autumn of 2019. Hmm. And that they showed symptoms consistent with the Wuhan virus. Hmm. And now this new report says pretty much the same thing. Why is this significant? Look at the timing. China reported its first case of the Wuhan virus on the 8th of December 2019. These researchers were allegedly hospitalized just before that. And this is significant for two reasons. Number one, this finding suggests that the virus was in circulation well before December. And number two, if the virus was spreading before December, then the Wuhan wet market cannot be called the original epicenter of the pandemic. And both of these suspicions are shared by investigators who went to Wuhan. I'm talking about the WHO team, those investigators, the ones who gave their report last year earlier this year, in fact, they went to Wuhan and they expressed the same views. As for China, of course, it denies all of these claims. The Wuhan Institute of Virology, Chinese Academy of Sciences, issued a relevant statement on March 23rd this year. It stated that before December 30, 2019, coronavirus was not contracted at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Until now, there has been zero infection of staff and postgraduate students at the institute. Obviously, you'd say that. <sighs> I'm not surprised. Let's keep listening. So if nobody fell ill at the Wuhan lab, why is China not sharing data from there? Listen very carefully. What is, was it, what is it hiding in this lab? Remember, the WHO team had asked for raw data from the Wuhan laboratory and China refused. What specifically did the WHO ask for? Safety logs and lab records of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Data that specifically talks about its extensive research on coronaviruses in bats. The Wuhan lab had collected samples and conducted studies. And that's where the suspicion rises. America's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says that he's not convinced that the virus is natural and that he does not rule out a lab leak. Let's get that. A top disease expert does not rule out a lab leak. 
a top disease expert does not rule out a lab leak. Maybe Ibrahim Magu wasn't talking out of his ass. Maybe he knew what the fuck exactly he was saying. Ah, <sighs> boy. Let's keep listening. Fauci and several scientists have once again called for a new investigation. No, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say that it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals, but it could have been something else, and we need to find that out. Nation, it has recently become highly probable that COVID was a human manufacture that spread from a lab leak. What Ibrahim Mago was referring to in that soundbite was something called gain-of-function research, which is essentially research where you deliberately create dangerous variants of viruses. Keywords. Deliberately create. It's interesting because Donald Trump was called racist for banning flights from China. And a few months later, world travel stopped. The lockdowns everywhere. So, all of a sudden, everybody was racist, I guess. I guess. Air, um, airlines had to beg their government for bailouts. But it was too late by then. Because the World Health Organization had already declared COVID a global pandemic. This was the same World Health Organization that called animal-to-human transmission impossible. So, Trump was vindicated then, and now he's been vindicated again. Because he raised an alarm over the possibility of this shit being a lab leak. Not from the wet market in Wuhan. Remember when I said not to, under, not to underestimate the power the media has over you? I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Hello, CNN. How dare you say China created a virus? Viruses don't have passports. Oh, I just want to put this out there for everyone who's listening right now. The World Health Organization, the World Health Organization, the WHO, are a bunch of pussies. Fuck them. We'll definitely need a new global framework for handling pandemics in the future because the current system has definitely failed. And I reckon this won't be the last pandemic. Now, my suggestion as a first line of action, next time we're faced with a problem like this one, the first thing to do is to ban flights from at-risk countries immediately. The next thing to do is to immediately start undergoing border testing for people who have to come through the borders. If you test positive, you can go ahead. You're allowed in. You test negative, your ass is going straight to an isolation center slash quarantine facility where you will have zero interactions. Zero absolutely no interactions whatsoever with the human race until your symptoms have cleared up let's move on now i recently found out that big brother auditions had come and gone i hadn't noticed 
I think there was chat about it somewhere online, but I didn't pay attention to it until recently. Something interesting occurred to me, and I thought to share this with you. Nation, I want to make a passionate appeal to future contestants and audition hopefuls on that show. Please, 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 if you have no personality, please stay the fuck away from the auditions. I'm begging you. I'm sick and tired of watching boring people on that show. If you have never lit up a room, if people get depressed when you walk into a room, if you're the only person laughing at your own jokes, if you have the personality of a cereal box, this appeal is for you. I'm talking to you. Because that show needs interesting people. I'm not saying it needs smart people. You're not geniuses on that show, let's be honest. No one has ever cured cancer, hepatitis, or discovered another planet on Big Brother. And they sure do not have the most enlightening conversations on that show. There isn't a lot to learn. But stupid people can still be interesting. Look at your politicians. They finesse you every election cycle and you fall for it because their manifestos are interesting. They are not compelling, but they are interesting. However, if you still insist on getting your 15 minutes, all hope is not lost. There might be an alternative route to fame for you. Yeah, guys, we could have a possible loophole here. Now, this would be a good time to turn this off if you are politically sensitive because I am about to hurt your feelings. And I, I can't promise you I will be sorry. I will not be sorry. I am not sorry. This show is called Outside Opinion for a reason. I've been through that explanation with you. So please turn this off right now. If you're sensitive with feelings, for those who lack personality, I have a question for you. Just look down. Just drop your head and look down. Tell me, what do you see? What do you see? Do you happen to possess a perky set of tits? Yep, you heard that right. You heard that right. Girlfriend. What is your cup size? How big are your breasts? Are you a frequent sufferer of back pain? I say this because, and again, this has become very politically incorrect to say in the current social climate, but then we have to ask, what are you bringing to the table? Because if you're not bringing your personality to a reality show, what the fuck am I tuning in to watch? Who the fuck are we voting for? So... Show me your titties, bitch. If your personality isn't on the table, take off your shirt and put your breast on the table. With your content, of course. Now, before you get mad at me, remember, those same titties, those same breasts, those same tits are already on Instagram. You put them there yourself. I do not have a password to your Instagram account. You posted those pictures and then you put a Bible verse in the captions. I do not know why the fuck you did that, but you did. I don't know what the holy and sacred word of God have to do with your naked body on Instagram. But the point is, this isn't anything you aren't already used to. This is an 18 rated show. The show is called Big Brother Niger. Not who wants to be a reverend sister. So think about that before you beat me up. Now, you may ask, you asshole, you creep, did you just objectify me? The answer is yes 
I did. But did I have a choice? No. You have left me no choice. My hands are tied. But I promise you, if you can do me that one favor, you will get my vote. Not only my vote, but the vote of every other adult pervert watching that show. We will help you win that cash prize and we'll help you win that car. I promise you. Because the game is eyeballs and attention. That's how show business works. You cannot get to the business without the show. So, show me your titties. That's how you stay on the show. Can you glue my eyes to my TV set for 90 weeks? 90 days. Sorry, not 90 weeks. 90 days. You know what can glue my eyes to my TV set for 90 days? Do you know? Drum roll, please. Breasts. A perky set of breasts. You've been doing it for free on Instagram. It is time to do it for the money on Big Brother. Oh boy, this is ironic. When you consider a few seconds ago, I was riding my moral horse. Yet, here I am, objectifying women and sure getting a kick out of it. Before you get carried away wondering how I can sit back and casually roll out this ungodly filthiness from my mouth, be informed I have a degree in economics and a master's in business administration. I have tried to be useful, but the job market said no, so here we are. Oh boy. Nation, investment schemes, or I should say Ponzi schemes, are imploding. And their promoters are disappearing. Oh, yes, they are. Um, a certain Dominic Joshua Ngene. Okay. Um, he's the managing director of Brisk Capital. He was currently arrested for um, diverting funds that were supposed, that were used, that were supposed to be for investments mm -hmm. to other things. Anyway, he's, he's just recently charged for fraud and... Um, He's diverted funds worth over 2 billion naira of people's monies. What do you hear his age? No, so I, he's I've actually, I, I already did. I said he's 21, 21 year yeah. old. And um, uh, so the issue here is he's an investment banker. Man, manager. Oh, yeah. Well, he's an investment banker. banker. Yeah. yeah. That's he's all an investment expert. He gets monies from people to, you know, invest. invest. And promises them promises them sixty percent return on investment. Let me pause that there. A twenty-one year old made away with funds worth over two billion naira, promising his quote unquote investors a return of a return on investment on did I get that right? Let me go back and make sure I got that right. And promises them, promises them 60%. 60 percent return on investment. Return ROI investment. on investment. As in, ROI. As in. How do you promise people 60 percent? The Nigerian brain needs to be studied in a lab. It needs to be dismembered, dissected 
all its parts opened. We need to find out what's going on inside there. The world needs to know. How do these people think? Nation. The Nigerian brain needs to be a field of study in higher learning. Because we are a special breed of humans. I have never seen a more desperate group of people. Never in my life. And I don't blame you. It's not your fault. It's not. I don't blame you at all. Because we have seen hard work and ethics get lampooned. We've also seen the reality. The reality of overnight wealth. People really go people really go from dirt poor to millionaire in this country. So what could I possibly tell you about patience, hard work and ethics? What would you want to listen to? If I decided to talk to you about that. Oh boy. ROI on their investments. You people, how do you believe sixty percent when it's not it's not Ponzi? Uh, Will you stop? Do you want the MMM Twinkle software to start crying? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No, but really, just, I think there are some things that are just impossible when you hear them. Because yesterday, I was chatting with my friend, and she posted something about where she works, her new place of work. And I'm like, ah, ah, O'Shea, advert. And then she's like, ah, you come and invest now. And I'm like, how much are you giving me? And then she said, 7.5. I said, I beg, I beg, I beg. I'm looking for, give me 100%. And she's Only. like, is this Ponzi? But that's the thing. If for it to be legit, it cannot be so great. It's just, it's only going to be sensible. Do you get So, you know, there are, there are, there are some businesses you can invest in that will give you 60% ROI, <clears throat> contrary to what people think. Like real estate? Say, for example, real estate. But not it might not be immediate. Exactly. But give you- that's the idea. It's not immediate. That, that's the fucking idea. It's not immediate. Oh, boy. Hard work and ethics. Hard work, ethics, and patience. We have lampooned these values. We have poo-pooed them. (sighs) Then apart from that, again, believe it or not, crypto. It's just now that crypto is going up and down. Shut the fuck up about crypto, man. Please shut the fuck up about crypto. That's enough. I've heard enough. You know what's ironic? We don't stop. We won't stop. P. Diddy, bad boy for life. They don't stop. They won't stop. There's always a new scheme replacing an old one. Apparently, a new investment platform named Millionaires Club has recently been been set up. Ah. Let me read a message boldly written on the website of this scheme. Listen to this. The power to become a millionaire is in your hands. Mm, I didn't know that. Thank you for letting me know. Start your journey to become a millionaire today by joining over 68,000 people. I'm trying so hard to hold my, hold my, hold, to douse my anger right now. I'm trying so hard. 68,000 people have already signed up. Start your journey to become a millionaire today by joining over 68,000 people investing on the system and earn profits of 50% interest in three days on your first investment and in 14 days for all subsequent investments. This article says very little is mentioned on how these 50% profits will be made in just three days. 
let me ask you a question. Lots of questions on today's show. A lot of questions. Do you think Africa's richest man will go through the hellish experience of building a cement factory if he knew where exactly to get 50% from in three days? Seriously, what could you possibly know about money that he doesn't? If you have ever fallen prey to these scumbags, I have no pity for you. Zero pity for you. Absolutely no pity for you. Because this is the problem. Because you idiots do not ask questions. Simple basic questions. Where is my money going to? Who is in charge here? What qualifications and credentials do they have? What track record do they have with investments? Is there a firewall protecting my money from the promoters? What recourse do I have if it turns out the promoters weren't genuine? Are the promoters genuine? Ask fucking questions. I should do a special episode on Ponzi schemes and help you people make sense of these large payouts. These comebacks keep promising promising you you know what fuck it i'm not teaching you shit i'm not doing that episode read that shit up yourself and educate your fucking selves the idiocy is at an all-time high right now have you guys been vaccinated have you been vaccinated if you haven't and you're still hesitant i think i may have found something that can change your mind Please listen to this. Pay close attention to this. Hey baby, has the virus got you afraid? Masks you've worn and home you've stayed. If the pandemic has got you lonesome and blue, well honey, I've got the remedy for you. Other boys might buy you diamonds and pearls. But I know what's on the mind of all the girls I have something you need, I've got what you want Let the rest stand in line, I'll get you to the front I'm your vaccine daddy I've got the connections Vaccine daddy To get you your injections Vaccine daddy I'm gonna treat all your troubles Vaccine daddy And hey, my doses are doubles No more nights of isolation you're gonna dig my big inoculation i'm going to to rewind i'm going to let you hear that again take note of something no more nights of isolation you're gonna dig my big inoculation that's enough richard please or richard cheese and lounge against the machine. Let me read the lyrics from this very disturbing song. Let me read out the disturbing lyrics from this very disturbing song. Vaccine daddy, you know, like sugar daddy, but for vaccines. Hey, baby, has the virus got you afraid? Masks you've worn and home you've stayed. If the pandemic has got you lo- lonesome and blue, well, honey, I've got the remedy for you. Other boys might buy you diamonds and pearls, but I know what's in the mind of all the girls. I have something you need. I've got what you want. Let the rest stand in line. I'll get you to the front. I'm your vaccine daddy. I've got the connections. Vaccine daddy to get you your injections. Vaccine daddy. I'm going to treat all your troubles. 
vaccine daddy and hey my doses are doubles no more nights of isolation you're gonna dig my big inoculation vaccine daddy let me examine you and check if you're warm i can see you've properly filled out your form take off your coat and roll up your shirt all the girls will tell you that it doesn't hurt my sharp is sharp my syringe goes deep Hmm. my hypodermic's longer than a cvs receipts i've got a little part with some alcohol and once my needle is in in love you'll fall that's just fucking creepy dude that's just fucking creepy in love you'll fall with your vaccine daddy your symptoms won't worsen your vaccine daddy after some of my nursing your vaccine daddy no one's better vaccine daddy with a super spreader tonight please invite me up your sleeve if you're anti-vax i will make you believe vaccine daddy now it gets very interesting here please listen closely i'm gonna jab you and stick you and poke you and prick you oh there's more listen to this (laughs) i've got a lollipop you can lick too and i brought a little band-aid for your shoulder to stick to there's more keep listening pfizer i hardly know her get a load of my johnson and johnson now listen up baby if you liked what you got then come again for another shot oh get this get this and bring all your girlfriends i'll find them a slot i'll keep my vials cold my vials cold and my patients hot he's your vaccine daddy i'll turn on the charm your vaccine daddy for your upper arm is your vaccine daddy will be immunizing vaccine daddy till the sun is rising my diagnosis is i love you a lot and your injection site is my favorite sport your injection site is my favorite sport vaccine daddy that was the most disturbing piece of music i have ever heard those were the most disturbing piece of music lyrics i have ever read That's not quite the endearing call to vaccination, if it must be said. Nation, outside opinion is now distributed on the following platforms. Please listen attentively. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Breaker. We're on Pocket Casts. We're on Radio Public. And we're on Apple Podcasts. Apple is having a little technical issue right now with updating new episodes so you'll only find the first episode of outside opinion on apple podcasts when that shit is settled once you're back up and running i'll be sure to let you know so you can catch your favorite episodes on apple podcasts also nation i want to thank you for taking time out to join me today beautiful week ahead have a beautiful weekend ahead whatever you are up to i hope it is successful until next time bye bye